this is uh, driving theology and uh, we are in July we've just come out of the rainy season here in Japan so it's the humidity and a little more of the heat starting to hit us. Um, today, before I uh, begin, I just, uh, you know, said a little prayer and asked God to uh, tell me what He wanted me to talk about. And I guess nothing was really forthcoming. I, didn't have, I don't have a a uh, nagging subject on my lips, and uh, a lot of the same nagging subjects that I've talked about in the last couple months are still there. But I feel like you know, let's let's get onto something positive. Let's stay away from politics, uh, whether that is in the country or in churches, and, um, and really the only thing that came to mind, which is the best thing that any of us can ever focus on or want to learn more about or explore, is Jesus, Jesus himself. Jesus because he was on the cover. He was on the cover 
classes, some vacation Bible schools where we would uh, make um, loaves of fish and uh, uh, fish and loaves of bread. <laughs> they have loaves of fish in Japan, ironically. Uh, and you know, we would uh, do crafts from different stories in the Bible. But I can't say that. I was really introduced to Jesus very well as a kid, uh, and in in church in general, uh, we heard about God all the time. You know, uh, love God, be God fearing. Jesus, his life, 
I remember, you know, we were studying about the Beatitudes and study some of the teachings of Jesus. But as far as us trying to get to know Jesus, and I hesitate to say in a personal way, but let's just say deeply, getting to know who Jesus is deeply, uh, we really didn't, really didn't, uh, yeah, work on that. We, 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 that subject was more or less, um, either it was considered common knowledge, perhaps, because the Gospels are early in the New Testament, we consider them the, uh, requisite books to the, the wonderful stuff, the theology of Paul and the Apostles. <laughs> maybe, maybe we consider it elementary, that it's, it's for kids, Jesus is the beginning, but really the good stuff is in the epistles. However, you know, or why ever it worked out that way, I don't know. But I can just tell you that that's how it worked out in my experience. I make no uh, no claim that that's how it is across the board, and I, I and I certainly think things have been changing, which is great. Right? I think things are are changing and becoming uh, much more um, much more common. Uh, what I mean to say is it's. It's much more common, I think, to, to talk about Jesus and to focus on Jesus. There are more songs written to or about Jesus, maybe, than there used to be, possibly. Um, but the problem with that is, you know, if, if we just have a, a strategy that says, you know, we don't have enough Jesus, we need more Jesus, <laughs> that's still going to end up being a half measure. And at some point, we're going to say, whoa, we, we've had too much Jesus. We need more Paul. Or, you know, we need to get back to the, the God of the Old Testament. Or, you know, something like that. But Paul got it. You know, Paul understood. And I think God understood more than anybody, of course. He understood this truth that... Jesus is all. That Jesus is the answer to what we need in life. That's why God sent Jesus. That what mankind needed. And regardless of that, what God decided man needed is Jesus. God in the flesh. God with us, Emmanuel, God next to us, God who uh, in human form lived and dwelt with us, that, that was what mankind was lacking and that only that would save them. Only that situation, God walking among us. And so all of history, and we say these things, right? History is his story. And that's kind of been trite. I was like, oh, come on. It's almost lost its meaning. 
right? Because it's it's almost too good. No less true, though. You know the story of the world, the the story the Bible is telling from cover to cover. The narrative that's being played out today in our life. You know, the Bible stopped uh, being written some 2,000 years ago nearly, right? The Bible we have has not been updated uh, as far as content in 2,000 years. But the story of Jesus continues and has continued and has never been broken from the the moment... uh, in time that that God created the universe until today the story of Jesus continues uh, and everything is the story of Jesus your life is nothing but a part of the story of Jesus and so yes he's cosmic right the, the size and scope, uh, the range, um, the breadth of Jesus is is incomprehensible, and yet he is Emmanuel, God with us. He's somebody that that entered uh, this shell that we call the human body in order to be on our level to see us and to be seen by human eyes and with human eyes. Uh, He entered into our situation, into our pain and our filth and our wretchedness. Uh, He entered into this sinful world in a frail human body to be with us. But not just to be with us, but to lead us out, to lead us to, to lead us on, to lead us higher. He came to where we are so that he could lead and that we could follow him. And so Paul talks about Jesus. Is, is the all in all. Jesus is, is everything. He said everything's rubbish except knowing Jesus. Everything's rubbish. Everything is useless. Everything is, is dust in comparison to the joy that comes in knowing Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Now, why why we are more comfortable with the concept of God than we are of Jesus uh, is the subject of some debate. Uh, but I can 
from a couple things. Uh, a god is above and distant in the way we think and talk. A god is, is a distant being and he's different from us and he doesn't maybe we think you know he doesn't quite know us as intimately as another human being would and so we're comfortable with a distant other god but a god who comes near as Max Lucado wrote in his titled his book a God who comes near, a God who who walks in our shoes, who lives in our world, that's pretty close and that's pretty intimate and there's not a lot to hide from him. Uh, I think what keeps us on this paradigm of a distant and God who is other than human is the fact that we want our hidden places to stay hidden. We want to have our our mess safely compartmentalized from God. And we feel like with a distant God we can do that, but a Jesus who comes near and enters our lives and walks alongside of us. Much less the God inside of us is the Holy Spirit, the God who is in us since Pentecost. That's even more intimate. But God in all of his wisdom saw through that and knew that despite our uncomfortableness with him being so close, nothing else would remedy the brokenness of the human heart and the human spirit. That Jesus was God packaged for safe human consumption. And that without that, left to our own devices and humankind has a history of self-destruction left to ourselves and our own ideas we uh, destroy each other and we see that in the world playing out all over the place so Jesus is God near he's, he's, he's God that knows us knows our struggles, uh, who came into our world uh, to help us just like a friend, just like a friend would. You know, you wouldn't call a friend uh, a good friend if, if you called him up and said, hey, you know, man, I, I have uh, hurt my back and, and I've got to move some stuff and it's got to be done today. Man, I'm just in a bad way. And your friend says, on the phone, right? He's not near you. He says, wow, that's too bad. I am so sorry to hear that. You have a good day. Not a good friend, right? 
not a good friend. A good friend would come alongside of you and take up your burden that you could not carry uh, and do it for you and be happy about it and be glad that he was able to serve you. brings up another point. Why are we so uncomfortable with the God that's that's close to us? We're uncomfortable with the God that serves us. Which is what Jesus is. Right? Jesus did not come to be served but to serve. We're not comfortable with Jesus because he washes our feet. He feeds us and he clothes us. Right? He, 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 he becomes uh, everything we need. He serves us. And He needs nothing from us. And there's nothing we can give Him that He needs. But a God far away, we can, we can keep Him at arm's length because of honor and dignity and worship. Right? Keep Him, him at arm's length. He's... Oh, he's God above us. He, uh, he should not come near. He should not experience our filth and our mess. He should stay away from this. This, you know, we should keep God as far away from the mess of of human life as possible. He's too good for us. Uh, there becomes kind of a false humility, right? In the guise of humility. We keep God away from our secret sins and the skeletons in our closet. Let me say that again to make sure I understand what I said. In the guise of, of humility, we keep God at arm's length to keep him away from our mess. But in doing so, we remain in the Old Testament. We were, remain uh, with the law that the only thing we have left, the only thing uh, that already has been proven not to work, but the only thing left is law. Trying to please God by law, trying to achieve salvation by following rules. And that's a comfortable place, right? I mean, that's what we have in society. That's what our societies are built, built on. Uh, more or less very similar laws. Laws that keep us from hurting each other, from uh, oppressing other people. Uh, laws that keep us educated. Right? Keep us uh, in a relatively, well, supposedly, good relationship with each other. Laws that keep us from... Uh, taking advantage of the weak. Now these laws obviously fail all the time and we fail to follow the laws and the laws uh, are often not enforced. But yet it's a comfortable place that, that we've been before. We, we understand it. We understand uh, keeping the peace through following rules. That's something that humans understand. And so if we could just keep that with our relationship with God, wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be easier? 
you know, wouldn't that just be easier? And so we keep God at arm's length. We keep him in heaven. Uh, we keep him uh, on a high pedestal, on a high place. And as long as he's there, he's away from our filth uh, and our mess. Uh, and yeah, and we just try to follow rules. We, we follow our religious rules. We get baptized and we go to church and we give 10% and we take of the holy sacrament and we uh, be nice to people as much as possible and we do all of these things and we we don't kill and we don't steal and we don't commit adultery and we don't uh, what else don't dishonor our father and our mother and we do all of these things and we think, okay, God, please accept that because you coming near is a little closer than we're comfortable with. So back to the journey of, of me, uh, my, my journey with Jesus, uh, the journey that I think I'm on with Jesus, I, I pray I'm on, is I want to invite Jesus near again. I want, I want him to be close. And to that end, uh, I think several things have to happen. I think you have to allow Jesus to serve you. You have to allow the, the Holy Spirit to minister to you, to comfort you in your times of trial, and you have to accept that. You have to accept that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was enough, that he took your sins far from you. You have to accept that the law has no power to save you, and you have no power to follow the law anyway. And that only Jesus can follow the law for you. He is the perfect law follower, and he is doing that and has done that, and it's enough. And so that no matter what's in your closet, no matter what secret sins you have, no matter what you think is too dirty or too vile, for Jesus to see, he has already taken care of all of that. That's done. And besides that, he knows all about it. He knows every detail. There's nothing about you and your dark places that he hasn't seen. But he does want to bring light to it. He wants to come in and clean out our closet for us. He wants us to open up our lives to him and to hide nothing from him. Um, so, you know, back to how do we how do we allow God to come near? What what are the steps that we can take? Now I'm just spitballing here, which is what this podcast is all about. Uh, but but let's spitball a few things. I think number one. get to know the heart of Jesus. Get to know who Jesus is. And I think the place to start is in the Gospels. And I know I keep coming back to this, but maybe if I say it ten times, maybe, you know, one out of ten people will actually hear and, and believe what I'm saying and try it out. 
even if you don't believe what I'm saying. Ask the Lord for guidance in that. Go back to the Gospels, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and read them again, and read them again, and read them again. And when you're done with that, the fourth time, read them again. And John says it best. Uh, he says that... Well, now I'm going to confuse my quotes, which is what happens when you uh, podcast and drive. Uh, if you've seen me, Jesus says in John, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So Jesus is the perfect image of the invisible God. He is God. And you know who God truly is. You know every aspect of God by knowing Jesus. Because Jesus is God. The God you find in, in the Old Testament is the same God but you have an incomplete picture. The only way to complete that picture, the only way for you to understand who God actually is, is for you to meet Jesus. If you don't meet Jesus, and you don't know Jesus, and you don't know who he is, you have no concept of who God is. None. It's distorted. It's looking through a glass darkly. It's, it's um, It's completely insufficient. You can't know who God is without Jesus. And the better you know Jesus, the better you know God. So that's where I've been. I, I really try to stay grounded in the in the gospels and those around me. I, I try to encourage to go back to the gospels to to fall in love with the Jesus and the Gospels because in doing so you I mean that's it that's the game right and without that nothing else makes sense if you find it hard for you to say the name of Jesus if, if saying Jesus is something that doesn't roll off your lips very well if you're uncomfortable with the the uh common name of God, which is Jesus, you might ask yourself, why? Why Why? Why are you uncomfortable saying the, the personal name of Jesus? We call him by his title, Christ, and that feels comfortable because that, again, that keeps him distant, that keeps him away. He's not very close if we call him the Christ, the Chosen One, the Anointed One. Invite him near. Learn again to be comfortable with the word Jesus. It took me a little while. But it started with the reality that Jesus is the all in all that everything is about Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament is about Jesus. Everything in the epistles is about Jesus. Everything in Revelation is about Jesus. Everything in nature, everything on the world, the entire cosmos, it's all about Jesus. 
God has been doing, God the Father, everything He has been doing has been pointing us to Jesus, whether in nature, whether in Scripture. Invite Him near. Invite Him close. Call Him by His personal name. Yes, call Him Lord. Yes, recognize that He's the Christ. Recognize that He is God Almighty. But until Jesus comes near, that relationship is still going to be lacking. And so, Jesus, I, I invite you to come nearer to me than you are now. I want to get to know you better and better and better. And Jesus, I don't care how trite that sounds to other people. Because there's nothing, nothing worth, nothing of worth. There's nothing worth a hill of beans. Nothing at all. Except knowing you. Knowing your light and your love. Knowing how much you, you've cared about us so much that you've come close and near. That you've walked in our footsteps. So Jesus, we want to know you so well so we can walk in your footsteps. Until we know you and know how you walked and why you did what you did and how you did what you did. And know all that in the present tense. Why you do what you do today and how you do what you do today. Until we know all of that, we can't follow your footsteps. Jesus, I invite you in as, as my brother and as my friend, as my confidant, as much as my Father, my Lord and my God, my Savior. I invite you in all of those things. As, as all of those things. I invite you as all of those things to me. Jesus always remain near to me, always remain near, and help me to remain near to you. Amen. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope this has blessed you. I hope this has been something that you needed this week, or whenever I decide to post this. I'm I'm a few behind. I've been rather busy with some other stuff and haven't posted the last probably two or three weeks of podcasts, but I'll try to get those done tonight uh, or tomorrow. And uh, yeah, may Jesus come near to you today and may he never leave your side.